Hello, hello and welcome to the Big Pezza Podcast. I'm your host, Big Pezza, and today we'll be talking about the Overland event. So the Overland event is something I went to a lot long ago, this year in fact for the first time, and uh, I thought I'd go through it and give you a little review of what I thought about it, uh, and whether or not you would want to go to this event next year or not. So let's start off by what is the Overland event. It is around, I think it was around £100. And you get three nights, so it's Thursday. It starts on the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday, and you go home Sunday. So it's three nights camping, and that's the right amount of nights. Um, for £100 or so, that's not too bad. That's entertainment, that's everything included, so that's, you know, I think it was £90 or something like that, around that sort of price range. I, I can stomach that. The, you know, the um, ABR Festival is now £130 for two nights, and you don't get to do anything or see anything or hear anything. And, you know, there's, there is difference. And maybe in this podcast I will be doing a lot of ref referencing and referring to the ABR festival. Simply because it's the festival that, by all rumours and everything, is the one that they started and they wanted to crush the Overland event. The Overland event is not the big corporation thing and it is about adventure motorcycling it really is the overland event is about overland adventures and it's not about corporate sponsors or influencers or something like that i mean yeah it's, it's about people who've done these trips and wrote books and the people that go to the events are people who have done these trips uh the only difference is that they have done these trips but they lack the um skill or or actually the want um it's not about wanting to create a book or wanting to create some sort of diary or something. Yeah, you can say, yeah, I've been on this trip. Uh, but to share your story is the uh, is the hardest or the harder part. For instance, I'm trying to work on a video at the moment. And you'll see a very early version of it if you're a Patreon member uh, of me talking about my trip away. And I've recorded it and there's gaping gaps. Um I don't talk about the mileage. I, I I don't know if it's any good or not. So I will edit it. I'll put it up and let my patrons decide whether it was good or not. Do you want more? Do you want less? I can change the story. There, I I I've missed out parts of the story and I completely forgot about them. Um, completely forgot about the time that James's KTM eleven ninety broke down. I didn't mention that at all. Uh, I did mention the nine ninety breaking down. Uh, but didn't include the picture of why it broke down, um, which is, you know, a mistake on my part. So uh, it would need to be redone or something like that. But it is, it, the Overland event is a lot of people there who have done these trips and they have books published or stories to tell. Um, and it's a guy from the, the most memorable one is the guy from Yorkshire who's really old. He's like 90 now or something or late or 80 something. And um, he went away on his motorbike for some milk and returned like 14 years later or something silly like that um he is retired and he just went off and you know fair play to him he went off and did it left his wife at home and off they went um the kids were all grown up and stuff so it wasn't that bad but yeah he uh he went off and that's fine you can go ahead and do it and it's basically just people who've done these trips and they talked about how they had done these trips and everything they had done uh some of the dangerous dangerous things uh some of the some of the stories are not 
particularly happy. A lot of them are sad. Uh, they're um, not pleasant either. And it's not all sunshine and rainbows. And uh, listening to some of them stories, you're thinking, oh, I wouldn't want to do a trip. Or, wow, I'd want to do a trip. So it's like an experience. It doesn't sound, and none of them sound particularly good experiences they just sound like an experience they're like an adventure it's an adventure riding thing so the overlander speakers are of a more adventury quality than i mean yes you do get these big people who've done these big trips and they do go to the avr festival but it is literally all back to back just adventure riders proper hardcore adventure riders before cameras before sat navs all that stuff they they went away there you know there was cameras and stuff they did take pictures um but a lot of them are in book form and uh you know uh with books you can kind of paint the whole picture sort of thing uh you can convey feelings and uh everything and your thoughts and everything can be in that book whereas in a video you can see the area say lo locations lovely but you don't get a sense of what the person's feeling unless he says it into the camera or you know in the book you can describe the smell you can describe the atmosphere with a picture you could just take a picture and it's like you don't you don't know how hot it is you don't know how humid it is you don't know how tired he is the the rider in a book you can go into a lot more detail i think so that's what makes the uh, Overland uh, event quite interesting because you have these people who have wrote and written books. But that's the downside, I think, here with the Overland event. It is uh, an ageing an aging market. Uh, there is quite a lot of old people at this event. And they've done the trips. They've done the trips. They've done them all. And the Overland event is an older crowd um the abr is aimed at a younger crowd i'd say the abr is probably a, like 30 year olds whereas the overland event is like 50 year olds and people who have retired early and 60 year olds and stuff like that um like that's the age group i'd say it's a bit older um but it's perfectly fine uh they're a good bunch of guys uh yes there's a couple of young people going me another person and there's some others but it really was like a small selection not not a big selection at all um it's a smaller event there's less people it feels like a more comfy event you can more casually run into people uh than the abr you'll just never run into anyone ever because it's just i knew several people at the abr they were messaging me and i said yeah sure if we meet up never did couldn't find each other never well never really tried really but i thought you'd bump into them at some point never did though but i ran into loads of people at the abr which is great i mean sorry the overland event ran into loads of people at the overland event people from other events people from um and all this other stuff and it was it was good the only downside is that um like i said the aging group's a bit different uh, but it wasn't uh, there's there's stuff to do in the area there's not a lot of there's not a lot of stuff to go on uh, there's lots of test rides to go on and we got straight onto a test ride uh, in the morning just went there um 
I said, yeah, we've got a test ride. I'll go on a scram. Um, went on the scram and I was first out and uh, could have gone out again the next day. Um, I was speaking to someone the next day. I said, oh, yeah, this, you should try the scrams. They, they weren't doing anything. I just try the scram. Take on a little rough road course. Uh, it's about an hour's ride or 45 minutes. It was a really good little test ride. Really enjoyed it. And they said, oh, okay, we might give it. The next day, they just booked in straight on. There's less people at this event. There's lots of bikes to test ride. There's, there was Triumph there as well. So it wasn't like a shortage of bikes or anything like that. If you could go on a test ride, you could go on a test ride. Uh, it wasn't like the ABR where you have to queue for ages. Even in the first couple of years of the ABR festival, it was just literally you could not get a test ride unless you had queued up really early in the morning, queued for ages, and you'd get to the front. You definitely wouldn't get the bike you wanted to test ride. No way. Um, but yeah, a lot of the people were there. There's, you know, we're happy to see all the test rides and stuff. There was a few stalls where you could buy things. Nothing major, but you know, nice little uh, area. It's nice to see the bikes, the adventure bikes, and stuff like that that people had done the trips on. Um, then you know, I explored the area. No one had gone off roading in the area. The TRF normally make a presence there. Apparently, they. They didn't. They they normally do. Uh, I was there the year they didn't. Um, there was normally a presence, and they didn't have one this year, unfortunately. I mean, yes, it is a bunch of volunteers. I don't know if they have to pay for their stalls or whatever, but yeah, it was a bunch of volunteers, and they didn't show it this year, so they didn't have any organised rides, which would have been nice if they had just showed up to do a couple of organised rides. That would have been good. However, they didn't, so maybe they'll be there next year. I don't know, but I went off on my own, and the trails around there are pretty tame-ish. Uh, could be tricky in the wet. Luckily, when I was doing it, it was dry. Some of it's quite narrow, narrow where you wouldn't be able to turn a bike around really so easily, so just bear that in mind if you're going to do some of the trails around that area. Um, it's, you know, for, for a weekend away, it's not bad. Personally, will I go again? I don't know. I'll see how it feels when I come to next year, it depends if if different people want to go. Um, maybe I'll tag along to it. Maybe I won't. I'll see how my year is when I start planning for next year's events. But I've done the uh, Overland event now. I might want to give it a miss and go somewhere else because I reckon it'll be the same sort of people talking um, again uh, at the Overland. It'll be the same sort of people. Um, but yeah, they they use that place to their advantage. I tell you, the they have a massive selection of bitters, uh, bigger than the ABR did. Um, yes, I'm reviewing the beers. It's very important. This is people do like to know what bitters they can get. Uh, the ABR festival the first time they only had lager and uh, cider, and I thought that's, that's wrong. Uh, why? So they had to do bitter the next time. They had a massive selection, and there was it was it was just a bit of a the way that they were handling the payments and the serving system was a bit awful. At the Overland event, they got it down. You literally you, you buy your mug, yeah, okay, it's two pound to buy your plastic mug, and you you hold on to that for the for the whole weekend, um, and you take it home with you as well, and you can bring it back next time. Uh, which is kind of good, but you buy this plastic mug and then you buy these tokens. I think they're four pound a token. So yes, the beers are quite expensive at four pound a pint, um, but whatever. Four pound a pint's fine. So bought the bought four token, whatever. You go in, you put the token on the table, 
You say what you want, you get it, and you leave. It's so quick. And because they haven't got to do any money or any card transactions there and then, because you think about it, even in the middle of a field, trying to do a card transaction takes time, uh, cash and all that stuff. That That's a big time sink. Having the token system is so good. Because it's just you walk in, slap your token down, you grab your drink, and off you go. Um, and that, you know, soft drinks, snacks, and beers. And they had a lot of bitters. And there was never a longer queue than 30 seconds for the bar, maybe a minute. And m even me, I was just sitting there going, what bitter do I want? Most of the time, I just walk up to the front saying, bitter, any of them. Although they're all session bitters, there was nothing over four and a bit percent. And the strongest there was like 3.8. So everything's a bit weak, but 4%, 4.2 would be nicer, but you can't drink as much if you have 4.2. So that's probably what they want you to do. Um, they had Guinness, I think, and some more premium stuff. Uh, but yeah, I didn't have any. Oh, I do fancy some Guinness now, actually. Oh, made me thirsty. We're getting into the colder season now. Do fancy some Guinness? Um. Anyway, yes. Uh, Overland event was very, very good. I did enjoy. Um, my time there. The food there is very good, actually. I was actually shocked. The food festival food is hot, and nice. However, festival prices. That's the downside. Festival prices. And um, I paid. I had to buy it because I had to sample it. I had to know what it was like. Festival prices. Burger and chips. £10. I think it was. Something like that. Um, uh, it's about a pound more than I'd want to spend. Or a couple of pounds more than i want to spend normally. But whatever. I was on... A little trip I thought you know what let's treat myself the rest of the days I hadn't actually been spending any money on food I've been using my rat packs and having my rice and stuff like that so I thought just treat myself have a nice burger although that burger was quite heavy and I should have had it um, earlier on in the day I had it quite late on shouldn't have had that heavy meal so late on in the day um, but yeah it was a it was a nice just a nice weekend away really um quite chill it was it was like felt like the abr was in the first year the abr festival was held um the big difference is that when you're listening to the talks at the um abrs you get to sit on bales of hay which i'm actually really allergic to hay so it was not great for me um um my eyes swelled up uh, but it's about the uh, Overland event, they have chairs and you actually full back support chairs. So you just sat on these lovely plastic chairs and most of it's under shelter. Some of it's outside in the open. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to the talks and stuff like that. Um, you can choose to go out on your bike, but yeah, I choose to do the, I choose to do the obstacle trial course and, uh, I'll uh, be careful what I say here because there was three ladies in front of me doing the course before I got... There was four, actually, doing the course before I got a turn. And the first one, she had a road bike and she did very well. She That bike did not have the ground clearance. It did not have the turning circle and she did very, very well. She just got through it relatively unscathed. The two behind her three behind her 
One of them was using their bike, the Sinus bike, the Sinus Terrain. It's like an obstacle course, you know, slow control, figure of eights, all that sort of stuff. But it's on a hill and it's bumpy and it's off-road. So it's actually quite a bit of a challenge. And the slalom is tight. It's a tight slalom. And they said, do not go every cone. To everyone, no one, uh, no one, only me. Oh, out of that, you know, afternoon session, did the uh, every cone. Um, they did, uh, the Sinus Terrain one did everything as well. Then it came to the next two. Now, she was on a KTM 790 adventure bike, fully kitted out pretty much, dropped it a few times. And, and she had really long legs, really long legs. So, I'd, you know, you'd think that you'd be able to put a leg down in time. I don't, you know, everyone has their own different skill level. They said they'd all been to the ABR um, rally. Uh, festival sorry abr rally uh, abr festival and done their off-road course but this year it was dry so it was incredibly easy um in the wet it's actually quite tricky uh the uh the off-road courses and they were in the dry and it just was very easy but that doesn't prove that you're a good rider it means that you can ride a bike in a straight line that the abr festival is a really easy uh off-roading area even the difficult sections are still not terribly difficult especially if it's dry if it's dry it's super easy in the wet okay it's a bit more interesting a lot more people were going down i think in the wet um at the abr but yeah this uh, off-road obstacle course is a proper test of your skill and if you're at the overland event you have to do it uh, i think it's really good i learned a couple of things nothing majorly new but yeah the p next person the ktm 790 adventure bike and I kept saying, oh, that'll be me in a minute on the floor. You know, stuff like that. Uh, and behind me, I had Carrie the Adventurer waiting in line. Carrie the Adventurer. I met her a couple of times. Um, anyway, uh, the KTM 790 went down a few times. Then I decided, let's go on the... And then uh, the next person behind me, I'll be careful what I say here, was a woman, as in they'd like to be called a woman, um, as in their pronouns are a woman, I don't think they had gone through all the uh, all the surgeries yet, uh, but they identified as a woman, um, and they were on a Triumph Scrambler, fully kitted out, off-roading bash plates, luggage racks, the you know the the lot bolted on and everything. Um, uh, but like I said, hadn't gone through all the surgery yet. I think. Um, but identified as a woman. Um, but yeah, the least I say about that is, uh, you know, I just, just I'd, you know, I'd like to just, you know, where you stand. And, and the thing is, if I'd looked at this person, because uh, when you're wearing bike gear, it kind of hides all your body physique. Um, so you don't know if someone's got a set of, you know, um, uh, well, you don't know what they've got um, or haven't got. And uh, I'm glad I didn't talk to this person, like, or before I, because cause I could have used the wrong pronoun. And uh, I looked at this person, you know, and you look at them and you see, and, and okay, they were clean shaven, but the jawline, the Adam's apple, the long hair, well, I've got long hair, but, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I would have probably called them the wrong pronoun, but. Because they they looked like a 
a man and that's the sort of like if you wear like a, a suit or you're a woman who wears a suit or for a uniform you can look like a man that's that's you know unfortunately that's that's how it is i'm not luckily though i didn't uh uh use any wrong pronouns or anything like that uh so yeah that was uh that was the bit that was like oh oh uh uh when they said that i was like oh okay uh, they're a woman okay right fine anyway so she um went and did the course um she fell off several times um the bike went over a few times it was the uh the slow control going around the the slalom going around the figure of eight all that stuff uh and i didn't actually see uh them complete everything um i think they had enough uh, the uh, although the KTM rider actually got to the end, the Sinish rider got did everything as well. I mean, it's their bike, so they went for it. But I think all of them women, I got the vibe that they were all of the um, other persuasion, as in they liked women, um, uh, which is a shame because you know there was a uh, some nice women there. And unfortunately, they they like women. Uh, so yeah. Oh, I was. Uh, oh, that's a shame. I was like, oh, oh, she's uh, quite nice. Oh, she she likes women. I can get that vibe from from them. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, moving on. It was my turn, and I did it pretty. Not to toot my own. Not to toot my own horn, but I did it. And, and unfortunately I didn't have an audience I didn't have an audience I didn't have much of an audience I had an audience of maybe two or three people that were watching me uh, there was most of the audience were watching the, the women go around um, and uh, I didn't get much of an audience at all but he said and he said oh you've got to you've got to hold the flag up for your adventure riders now because you're the only one on the BMW who's doing it I think I said well it's not a German flag it's uh, kind of an Austrian engine so it's like I guess it is kind of German engineering slash Austrian. And he said, your Bavarian tractor. I said, yes, my Bavarian tractor, basically. And I, I tracted it round, put a foot down um, once. And I fell off the board a couple of times. He gave me some extra challenges. He moved the, the, the pole down for me and I did it. No problem. I don't know what happened to Kerry the Adventurer. She was behind me. She did a couple of the things. Uh, stalled the bike and... I don't know. She didn't finish it because by the time I'd finished, she like you'd think that she would buy me. No, uh, I don't know where she went. She did half of it and gave up. I guess um, maybe she's having a bad day or something. But she is still sick at the time. She was still suffering from that blood infection, which takes a few months to get out. It's not that sort of blood infection. It's a different type. It's like something you contract through water or something. Um, anyway uh whatever i got to the end and i'd done it it was a bit of hard work i did enjoy doing it uh i'd like to see other people do it um and struggle because it'd be it's a good learning if you've never done off-roading and stuff like that before um learning your balance points on your bike and stuff is so useful to learn getting on and off the bike other side of the seat so useful to do really recommend it um so yeah that that's actually way better than the uh, ABR 
off-road course that they do that um this trial course that they do at the overland event is incredibly good i saw that and i was like i definitely don't want to take my vfr i want to take my bmw which is partly the reason why i took the uh, bmw i would have taken the vfr um but i was like you know what i'll just take the, v the bmw out which will be kind of cool um so yeah did all that fantastic absolutely fantastic um and then yeah i had a couple of beers because i needed to re rehydrate myself and we pretty much that was it we you know chilled out for the evening um and stuff like that and headed home but yeah it's nice and you, you're not that far away from uh uh what's it called diddly scott which we went to one of the days there's some nice routes around there if you book in you can go to that machine cafe or whatever it's called uh, ghost in the machine or whatever it's called i can't remember what it's called but yeah you can head there as well anyway uh the overland event is something that if you haven't done i highly recommend it and if you if it's something like you want to go for the abr or something like that but you don't really want to go for the abr and you just want more of a chill weekend i don't know it's so similar to the abr it really is but the facilities are better than the abr they've got it down it's less people it's less busy um you don't lose anyone it's it's just a nice little it really i really enjoy it i really enjoy the overland event and i'd recommend the overland event over the abr i mean the first year i did the o abr i really recommended the abr as well so but the overland event has been going on for quite a few number of years now so it's definitely worth to go check out and if you are thinking of just an easy, easy weekend away adventure riding and stuff like that get it booked in it's quite a nice easy weekend away i might go for it again i haven't decided yet i will see what dates are happening next year for my events uh, and if i'm free and if i've got the money and if my mates are willing to go and they're going to be on adventure bikes as well because unfortunately andy wasn't but i would like to go up there and do the trails and stuff like that in the area would be kind of nice to do anyway uh that's the only reason i'd go back again if mates wanted to go up on the adventure bikes and stuff like that and then we could do some adventure riding in the area that's the only reason i'd maybe consider going again because i would like to do them trails anyway that's the end of this podcast thank you very much for listening i hope you enjoyed it and i'll catch you in the next podcast whenever that will be and whatever that will be about anyway thanks for listening goodbye